Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Roman Reigns retired the man that won in the main event of... Well, he actually did. He actually did, yeah, yeah, to be fair. Hello everyone, I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture. He's Michael Hamper from What Culture. Forbidden Door 2023 is just finished and we are here to tell you what went down. And looking at social media right now, Michael Hamper, people are discussing whether or not this was the best show ever. Was it for you? No. Uh, yeah. But it was really strong, really strong. We, of course, have just done the What Culture live stream. You can check that out on What Culture now to see our thoughts as they were happening. Uh, definite match of the year contenders. Yes. I think. Uh, so, and like a minimum of one, and arguable two, three, four. Like so, then already it becomes this conversation show of the year, all that kind of thing. Watching it live, I'm a feel versus think person. I didn't feel mm-hmm. like I was seeing all time. I will be watching it again because the stream changes things. You're reading comments, you're having conversations, you're having the crack, all that kind of stuff. It didn't quite live up to my expectations. I feel I'm scared exactly. of the words hard, coming out. Of it's my... hard, isn't it? Because I think if you just sat if you just sat down to watch this show with no knowledge of what was going to happen, yeah. you'd have just been absolutely blown away. And many people are on social media to be fair. And again it's the usual thing of we're watching it on the stream and I'm pissing about with jelly and what have you. There's certain but, presentation elements this show yeah. I absolutely loved as well. Yeah, exactly. Loved. But um yeah, I, I don't know whether... Like, a lot of people were saying the four-way was one of their favourite matches on the show, and I think that was partially because it wasn't people going, dream match, dream match, dream match, this is going to be the best match ever. Yeah. The dream matches lived up to the hype, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying, across the board, people were sort of ready going in, going, here we go, this is going to be the best show ever. And I, to certain people, it has been. I, I know people, you know, nines, tens out of ten all over mm-hmm. social media right now, but for us, I don't know, but I'm sure you'll have it out in the comments, so with, please do. With us, maybe. Yeah. Um, should we dive straight into it? Yeah. Let's run through the card. Um, before we get into it, just to point out that there was no uh, Adam Cole, filthy Tom Lawler match. Tom Lawler did get a win in a dark match against the Pentagon, but Adam Cole, get well soon. He's not very well. Um, wins for Mogul Embassy, Athena, El Fantasmo, uh, and uh, Los Ingobernables de Japón. Yes, on the, uh, on the not called buy-in now, is it? Zero hour. Zero hour. Uh, but the show opened with my best friend, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, in action against Hiroshi Tanahashi. I thought they pitched this perfectly. Hamper. Yeah, this was lovely. MJF, of course, saying on Collision that he would only work the show if he could open it so he could leave doing the kind of Brock Lesnar gimmick <laughs> from a few years ago. It's good stuff. Uh, yeah, we kind of got what we expected here. Tanahashi is uh, like the broken-down version of the ace. 
He's like reaching the expiration yeah. point of his peak years if they haven't already passed. And M. Jeff knows this. He patronises him. He mocks him. And then all of a sudden, he finds himself in deep trouble. Mm -hmm. He injures his knee. Tanahashi zeroes in. You've got a sling blade. You've got the sort of uh, dragon screws and all the kind of teasing moments. There's really nice abdominal stretch stuff. But like all of a sudden, M. Jeff is in deep water with a legend and can't get it done. Right for the high fly flow. Uh-oh. Has to resort to cheating, doesn't he? Puts the knees upon the high fly floor, uses a referee distraction and clocks him, cracks him with the uh, dynamite diamond ring, having threatened to use the BBB before that. Yes, exactly. Uh, there was a, a sort of weird sort of comparisons you could get between the AW World Title match and the IWGP World Title match in terms of you going in, going, well, title's not changing hands here, mm. but they present it in a very different ways, and we'll get to Jungle Boy. I should just call him Jack Perry now. It doesn't deserve that wacky, fun part of his name anymore. A little bit later on. Uh, but let's move on to the star of the show, CM Punk. Um, uh, he was in action against Satoshi Kojima. Uh, I forgot this was a, an Owen Hart Cup tournament match, to yeah. be perfectly honest. I just thought it was just a battle of lariats, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we talk about, well, I suppose as we talk about the match, we have to talk about the reception that CM Punk got, which was similar to what we saw on Collision the other day. All I'm saying is that he's going all the way to the finals of his own, he's probably losing there. And I hope he does that all the way through Canada. I hope he goes through every single one of your provinces, through all of your admittedly beautiful looking oh, cities and towns. Word. And you boo him, and you keep booing him, because CM Punk only gets better. He feeds off your booze, he... Drinks your tears because he doesn't need beers. Because he's a straight-edge superstar. This was another virtuoso mwah, oh. performance from the punker. Um, but I don't want to be considered biased. No, no, no. <laughs> no, it's really no. good stuff. Punk played the uh, fans like a, a fiddle yet again, just like he did in Collision. Like, this is really good stuff. Like, you're going to get some CM Punk now. These reactions, this build is just absolutely delicious. Desperate for him to turn heel, basically, aren't Yeah. Um, him and Kojima just had a really good old blood and thunder, good guy, bad guy match. Uh, Punk, of course, getting the win with the go to sleep in the end, qualifying for the next round of the Owen. And yeah, like, and not, I would call, I would classify that, not the only thing on this card, as a very, very nice piece of business. Yes, like the Hogan leg drop. He did it on collision, did it again tonight. He's done it again. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. It's just, this is magic. This run is already feeling magic. Oh. Special vibe in the building when he comes out there. Didn't sort of outstay its welcome. Didn't I feel like it needed to aim for any more than it mm. achieved? You know, it was just sort of like it was Punk doing really cheesy stuff, like ten punches in the corner where he's punching Kojima, but he's lipping off the fans. Yeah, just like that kind of like magic shtick almost. He went for a go to sleep at one point, but he took so long because he was facing every side of the <laughs> fan base as he did it that Kojima was able to counter. Loads of good stuff like that in between. Like Punk looked like there was a couple of times he was going to get hoisted by his own petard. He didn't. He sort of followed through. But yeah, uh, it's all about this punk run at the moment, isn't oh, it? And like, as, as a tournament opener, like this felt obviously so much bigger than last year's Owen. But great, let's have this tournament feel even bigger than yeah. last year's. Uh, then we got the four-way, uh, Orange Cassidy, Zack Sabre Jr., Katsuyori Shibata and Daniel Garcia for the International Championship. A 25th defence, I do believe, for Orange Cassidy. Um, but yeah, it was, I mean, it was kind of stolen at the end mm. by Cassidy. Yeah. Uh, Zach Sabre Jr. not happy about it. Shabata not happy about it. Dan Garcia, I think, was the one who got pinned. Um, but yeah, this was a, a real, uh, I'm going to say, low key burner on social media, just in terms of people were loving this four way. Yeah. Um, I don't like breathless spot fest would be uh, unfair and it would maybe make it seem like there was just like no psychology tying it all together of course you've always got Orange Cassidy's injuries to work through you've got the long standing <laughs> 
Um, it's not even love here, it's love, love, but they fight each other out of love between Orange Cassidy and Katsuyu Shibata. You've got Daniel Garcia now playing the sports entertainer, but fighting constantly for the respect of the people that he clearly respects deep down. Yeah. Zack Sabre Jr. and Katsuyu Shibata, who were working their own uh, <laughs> like slap slash submission fight throughout, and then every now and then he went the rough. So it was like loads of really delicate, neat touches within this, but it was breathless in action there was always something going on obviously in Garcia getting beat that's kind of like quite cleverly preserved the champions you haven't had to like mm -hmm. beat the champions to get the win um, better than the tag match on Dynamite as well I think where the four of them came together it was nice to see them all as rivals and you feel like in Zach and Shabbat there might yet be more defences for Cassidy to come yes like this four win might not be the end of these four guys then we had the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match I mean Sonata retained what mm -hmm. were you expecting there yeah. uh, it's arguably more to discuss the post-match. Yeah. Um, Sonata, truthfully, kind of like was booked to outclass Jungle Boy here as the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Jack Perry did at one point get the skull end in, yeah. um, but so did Sonata later on the match. Swung him round. Smashed him with a moonsault, beat him clean. Um, and that's it. Like, a clean loss is a clean loss. Like, Jack Perry, in storylines, is just not the guy and there's nothing he can do about it. Hook's carrying him out and then whammo kablamo with the clothesline on the ramp. Um, Taz on commentary oh. was kind of shocked into silence at first, oh. followed by taking his glasses off and looking hard down the lens and threatening violence on his son's behalf. He's very like standoffish. I'm, I'm, I'm the boy's dad, but I'm going to let the boy do the business. Uh, and Jack Perry took a long, lingering look at the FTW title before very carefully and coyly choosing to leave via the heel exit when he did. I should point out earlier on Punk T's yeah. going on that one then took a look back and he's like, nah, I'm the good guy. I'm the good guy. But yeah, this was the, uh, I guess like long awaited Jack yeah. Perry heel turn. Mocked his own pose. Yeah, he did. Like, uh, he was wearing similar gear, I believe, to Luchasaurus. He was wearing mm -hmm. snake skin because he's a snake. I think this is, this is, yeah, quite right that they've pulled the trigger on this one right now. And yeah, uh, no one thought he was going to win the title from Sonada, but it was fun and like the bit where he got the skull ending, I thought was was really enjoyable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everyone's going to be talking about that, and now he's just going to be Jack Perry because he's not doing any that any that bollocks anymore for you losers. I'm not a jungle boy. I'm not a nepo baby. I'm a Hollywood man. Or something. I don't know. He's buddy. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Uh, then it was the 10-man, uh, the elite. Um, with Eddie Kingston and Tomohiro Ishii versus the Blackpool Combat Club. 
Kenosuke Takeshita, who looked like an absolute piece mm-hmm. in his black leather jacket, and the shooter himself. All coming out to John Moxley's New Japan music. Yeah, that was great. We haven't got the button in it. Again, 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 again. Uh, Yeah, all action as we thought. Um, Really nice uh, Moxley, Eddie Kingston stuff throughout. There was a point at which... All way friendship, that is, mate. I'm going to get the chronology all over the shop here. But there was a point at which they engaged in a chop battle so fierce that multiple high spots (laughs) happened around it. It was really nice. Like every every sort of young book's dive you can imagine. Loads of brawling going on with Ishii and Takeshita on the outside. So, like, visualise all of those being set dressing for a never-ending chop battle. It looked like the fascio sketch where the fight scene never ends. (laughs) Like, just a war that will never, ever end. Like, that kind of, like, was the, the pattern throughout to the point where... The Young Bucks were setting up, um, it was either BT Trigger or a double super kick on Moxley, and he kind of ducked out the way and they hit Kingston. Yeah. So even in victory, which of course the babyface has achieved, he saved Kingston, his mate, yeah. Yeah, like Kingston didn't really look that happy with it. And then every of, now and again, when it was like, okay, we've mates what we're fighting, Gladio would be like, I'm seeing this opportunity. <laughs> chin you, you prick. Speaking of chinning you, you prick. Bloody hell. Spot of the match was uh, Takeshita cleaning Ishii's cloth. I was like, oh, cool, he's out of the match then, forever. We were wondering if there was going to be a stretcher job because the shot was so violent. But no, it was, in fact, the Stone Pitbull that was able to get the mm. win for his team rather unexpectedly. Uh, heading into his umpteenth G1, where he'll have a million matches of the year, uh, he was able to get the pinfall on an AW pay-per-view. Yeah, pinning Uter, I believe it was. I think it was, yeah. So, so Danielson's not going to be happy about that one again. More punishments coming you as well yeah. next time they're in the Vegas desert. Uh, then it was time for the obligatory single women's match on an AEW pay-per-view. Come on, do more. I know they did Athena, but that was the, the mm. kickoff. Yeah. doesn't count. Um, Tony Storm versus Willow Nightingale. Shenanigans involving the outcasts. Uh, Tony Storm cheating her way to another tight retention about our, against our favourite Willow Nightingale. Yeah, Willow Nightingale looked like she might have got it done um, late in the day. Like a really great, stiff, hard-hitting affair that you would like out of these two. Um, but it came, like the finish came when she uh, hit the pants, Tony Storm rolled to the outside, which perhaps was her salvation at the end. And then after the outcast had been, you're out of here, Tony Storm went to the eyes. Yeah, uh, and, and when you that- kicked out of ringside, that's that, you can't come back. He's going to come back to that. Uh, much like one of the people that was kicked out of ringside. Um, but yeah, the outcasts were obviously sent back in, but Tony Storm went to the eyes and then was able to hit that pulling power drive with a Storm 1, Storm 0. Storm like, 0, yeah. yeah so. Pulling power drive for the win on uh, Willow Nightingale. Like, really, really good, gritty stuff. And got massively over in the building when, as Wilborn points out, it was in a potentially tricky spot to do so. So, like, shout out to both women for making the most of maximising their minutes. Yes, hopefully Willow Nightingale can get her own back on the outcasts as part of the Owen Hart tournament. Mm. Uh, Will Ospreay beat Kenny Omega. Then we get to uh, Sting, Darby. Oh, you want to talk about that a little bit, dear? Yes. Uh, Will Ospreay won the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship from Kenny Omega in the longest match of the night. The match of the night. Mm -hmm. I think we're all uh, in agreement of. Uh, Maybe you can argue the main event. I'm sure you will in the comments. Uh, (laughs) And make sure, whilst you're at that, if you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button and ring the bell to make sure you get all the notifications from What Culture Wrestling. Um, Yeah. Omega Ospreay. Some of the most preposterous kickouts I've ever seen. Yeah. But it's tinged with a little bit, and they're going to come for me, and they're going to come for you as well, of, right, what was the whole thing with Don Callis? Yeah. Right. Uh, unbelievably hard. I like think. the first match better than these two. Between Same, these two. but I'm going to rewatch this again tomorrow. Unbelievable. Yes. Uh, blood in this one oh, God, from Will yeah. Ospreay in particular like Kenny, play, Kenny 
bled first and then Will Ospreay bled second, smashing his face off the steps, like blood covering everywhere, to the point where his blood was dripping down on Omega's body. It was like a bloodthirsty match. Like, and uh, You made a point, Moxley didn't bleed earlier in the show, mm. and now we see why, obviously, because <laughs> clearly somebody printed out saying, no bleeding, please, no. loads of blood in this one, double juice, double well, bleeding. Tony Storm took a, got a bit of... Uh... She did, yeah. Um, yeah, really, really great stuff, and not to sort of undermine it. Referee doing the big, oh, yeah, to Don Callis, leaving the security ringside still. Yeah. Who didn't factor into it in any no. way. Um, just two big hench guys with the masks on. He looks a little bit like Christopher Daniels. Yeah. Uh, like a kind of Jack Simon Pegg. But, um, yeah, Callis comes back out later on in the match and the referee does nothing about it. And Not you again. When there's a bit of a skirmish, Callis is able to pass... Um, Will Ospreay had the screwdriver, yeah. of course. So yeah, after a few days, your night pass, day pass, and he's messing about his pocket. He uh, goes up in the one-winged angel, stabs him there with the screwdriver. That gets a two-count. That's a pretty exhilarating yeah. two-count. We get another amazing near-fall uh, when he hits the Stormbreaker. Will Ospreay, oh. Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega's like, lifeless body, kind of like his leg flails over Flops the bottom rope for like an awesome kick-out. And then Osprey gets the win later on with another uh, Stormbreaker. After hitting Omega with the one wing angel and him kicking out a one. Oh, that was amazing. Um, and Callis remained ringside. And it was a little bit off-putting. But like, he'd been sent out there, he came back and nothing happened. He was involved repeatedly and just stayed out there. And we found that a little bit distracting. But the match itself obviously was just tremendous. Mm. Another world-class performance from two world-class stars. And the conversation seems to be leaning towards them having the rubber match mm. at all in um, and I guess they must be calling it rubber because at this point they're both on 50-50 so you're protecting the title <laughs> right uh, let's get to the Sting obligatory party match before the main event on this show uh, it was uh, Sting his uh, son Darby Allen, and uh, Tetsuya Naito against the Suzuki Gods what do you make of this one a bit of a mess this yeah not great um, the party match, the Sting party match almost never misses, and it did here. It was there to do one job, which it did well, which was allow the fans to calm down from the Omega Rossi yeah. match and rev all the way back up for the main event, which we'll get to, and it did. It did that perfectly well. However, um, it was full of a few either, not botches, but a few spots that appeared to put Sting in physical danger, mm. such as... Um, Sammy Guevara's cutter off the top rope where careful. like Sting kind of crumpled. Um, Sammy put... Sting through a table on the floor, which was amazing, by the way. Yeah. Something about 15 rotations. It looked like the Omega Vikingo spot from a few months yes. back on Dynamite. And then Sting got back up first because he was involved in the finish. And there was various points as well where he was like, could have broke up moves and was just like, now I'm getting back to the corner. Sorry. Naito was kind of like downplayed a little bit in his role. The t-shirt didn't come off, but nor did it need to. Well, um, came out was an absolute... Oof. Yeah, the, the highlight of the match, truthfully, was the uh, three-person Suzuki God's pose like they all look great in that so that was fun but the match wasn't no but the main event was same face got the win so yeah indeed yeah uh brian danielson versus kazuchikuro kada um where do you start with this i suppose with brian danielson's entrance oh yeah the final countdown made its return oh tony khan presumably paying the big bucks if we are led to believe it costs as much as it does there was very little of the um Okada delayed start here because it was Danielson on offense. So, like, rather than having the slow and deliberate Okada pace, it was the less slow, more deliberate Danielson pace. He was working submissions. He was trying to grind Okada down. So Okada found himself having to fight back in the match early, which he did. 
super uh, sort of exciting stuff between the two. A lot of uh, like really cool technical exchanges where like they were kind of like playing that one-upsmanship game. I'm the best in the world. No, I'm the best yes. in the world. Check this out. I'm the best in the world. Like you got the uh, the gorgeous Okada. Swan dived like over the barrier at one point where they fought out into the uh, audience. You had um, Danielson picking his spot to do the. Um, like the yes kicks as it were once known on the floor, mm -hmm. which then when Okada counted into his trademark team so that was also on the floor and it's like they're killing each other. <laughs> and then we got back into the ring. There was a weird moment which we couldn't really reconcile or make our mind upon, where the doctors had to come in because it appeared as if Danielson was convulsing. He had done a couple of spots of the head and the neck prior to that to sell obviously the impact of Okada's beautiful drop kick and the tease of the Rainmaker and all that sort of stuff. But Danielson got him in a grisly looking submission. With one arm, by the way. Pushing him back arm on the bothered. arm. Trapping his arm behind his boot just to like sort of add add sort of a, a death blow to it. And it worked. Okada had to tap out clean. He'd been using his length previously, Cedric pointed this out on Twitter, just to get to the ropes, and they'd been hammering this point home. And then mm. it's like, nah, he's trapped him. Yeah. Nowhere to go in the deep water. Uh, Danielson continued to sell the fact that the one arm was down by side the whole time and why he had to go to the boot. Very sort of Zack Sabre Jr.-esque, opportunistic, and it worked. Okada tapped. Brian Danielson's the best in the world, and we move. I... Having gone through it, yeah, it was bloody brilliant. Very eventful. Loads of, fun, loads of fun stuff. Was it the best show ever? That is for you to decide in the comments. This is just our subjective take. Yeah. Simon Miller will be here later on today to give you a far better perspective on this. Yeah, there's going to be a hell, a hell of a lot of ups on this show. Not very many downs. Uh, I'm sure Andy will talk about it in the news. And myself and the Dadly Boys will go into more detail on this in the What Culture Wrestling podcast, uh, wherever you get your podcast from. But let us know your thoughts in the comments section below. Let us know your thoughts on Twitter, all the usual stuff. Uh, but I'm going to leave this very quickly in the capable hands of Michael Hamplot. Watch so I try and work out how to uh, awkwardly leave and turn off the video. Thanks for joining us. This is what went down. I'll do my usual Garth from Waynesboro thing, but I will just say, if you uh, want to join in the debate, please at least be nice and kind to each other and need to us, because uh, we're both pretty scared that we're going to get told off for not thinking <laughs> the show was the greatest of all time. Until the next time, if you stick with us after this, we will see you soon! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 